It's National Carers Week and waiting patiently to speak to me for the last half hour or so, but she's in studio with me now is Teresa Buckley. Good morning to Teresa. Good morning, Alan. I'll just um, uh, ask you to step a little bit closer there. Thank you yeah. so much. Now, um, National Carers Week, the Dream Big project, we'll get on to that in a second, but just to s- describe what your life is like as a carer, please. Well, Pierce and Cormac are both autistic. Uh, Pierce is 14, Cormac is 11. Uh, both Pierce and Cormac are dependent on me. They are high support. Uh, Pierce is non-verbal. Cormac is semi-verbal. Um, my daily routine really is getting the boys up for school. Now, Pierce is off school at the moment. He's attending Kennedy College and Cormac attends St. Senan. So boys are out on, well, Pierce is out on uh, holidays at the moment. So basically, my day is getting the boys up and dressing them and attending to their, in, you know, their personal care. And that's right through from their, you know, from the day they were born right through to now. And um, that's every day. That's, if, uh, you know, 52 weeks of the year. Um, I, myself and my ex-husband are, are separated, but we do share the um, caring end of it between the two of us. But... Um, that you know, peers, they're high support, and right. uh, we don't have any respite services or any home support services coming in from the HSC at the moment. So, so life is hard. Do you, do you get so? Do you get any care? Do you get any break at all? Um, well, just between myself and my ex-husband, we ch- we've um, the boys have access, so they see their dad. So okay. I do get a little bit break, but that's just between the two, because we don't have any family support. So what is this Dream Big project then? What is this all about? Uh, well, the inspiration behind all of this is the lack of services that we've had. Um, I, myself and Mag Furness, who is um, co-founder, we are we were directors of a well-known autism charity here in Wexford and um, we set up the Dream Big Foundation. Um, it's diagnosis to end of life and there are various different parts to the project. Uh, the first part of it is going to be uh, the wraparound programme which is a support in the whole family as well as the individual from diagnosis right through to end of life and it's a, it's a pioneering um, foundation, it's a pioneering project, it's basically um, never been done in Ireland before it's the first neurodiverse social enterprise in Ireland um, it's just basically as it is, there's 80% neurodiverse people are unemployed and it's basically diagnosis right through from the diagnosis to um, uh, school, right through to adulthood, right through to end of life. And we hope that the last part of the project will be about palliative care. And that's something that I'm very interested because in, I worked in a hospice for two years in right. Cork. You, you have a major fear, don't you? And it's what's going to happen to your boys yes. after your time. And you're not the first carer to speak to me about this. Can you talk to me a little bit about the fear and, and, and how you think it needs to be addressed? Well, at the moment, I'm 48. My husband is 59. And um, the, old, the older you get, the, I'm, I'm not the same person I was, say, 10 years ago, energy-wise. So the older you get, the less energy you have. And... If I get struck down with a, God forbid, I'm in good health at the moment, but carers can't afford to get sick. They just can't. Um, we, we, you know, I'm actually waiting on minor surgery at the moment and I've had phone calls from, I'm two and a half years waiting for minor surgery. Mm. And I've had phone calls from, say, the hospital in Waterford saying, look, Dr. So-and-so has a cancellation, can you come in? And I can't say, oh, no, I'm sorry, I can't. I need a little bit more notice. So you don't, you don't have that ability 
or you know that luxury that other people have to say yes at the drop of a hat you can go in and have minor surgery when there's a cancellation mm-hmm. um, end of like at the end of the day where does our children go if anything happens to mm-hmm. us and that's an, a major major concern for me I'm an only child um, and, you know, my mother is 72. She lives in Clonmel. She wouldn't be capable or able to look after um, Pierce and Cormac. So there's no plan in place. The HSC, our services are non-existent. I haven't had any respite service from the HSC in two years. And when I did, it was only seven hours down the camp in Blackwater. And I live in Clonroach and I was travelling up and down and that wasn't viable as well as fuel costs. So there has never been a plan put in place, if anything, in the event that something happened. Now, I have contacted the HSC and I spoke to them five years ago about putting a plan in place in the event that something happened to me. And I asked for a social worker and that never happened. Right. So where to now with all of this? Because it's National Carers Week, you have the airwaves of South East Radio, so use them. Um, well, we'd love to see the government do more for carers. Like we get a, a grant of 1850 and that's very minimal. And like I'm, I'm sure, and I'm like a lot of people that gets that grant that goes into the oil tank, like fuel allowance for carers. And I'm just speaking as a general sense, not just on my behalf, but people who have elderly parents at home that are living at home would need fuel poverty is a huge thing within the caring as carers. Um, like, you know, um, fuel would have doubled within the last two years with ta- carbon tax. But did, did the grant increase at all? No, 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 it hasn't. And we got, we did get 600 euros, yes, from the um, government, but that was a one-off payment. And it can't be about a one-off payment. It has to be a continuous payment. Like, it has to meet the the, the needs of the increase that is, like, I mean, a tank of oil is probably seven, 800 euros at the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you have an elderly parent at home living, they, they need, even in this weather, you would still need oil on with an elderly yeah. parent. I have a comment from a listener. Caller said her parents are 18, 81 years of age. You talk about your man being 72. Yeah. Her sister is disabled and she lives with her parents. She has tried to apply to be their carer since December the 12th last year. She's been turned down on six occasions, even though she is on call 24 hours a day. One letter re- she received said that because she is not living in the same house, she was not providing 24-hour care, which this listener says is untrue. Why is this the case? Um, Can you give her any advice? I can't really. Um, yeah. I would say that to contact the carers, family carers um, association. That's what it's there for. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's there for. Um, but I would say maybe contact her local TD. Um, um, any of her local TDs. I think uh, knocking. I I think highlighting this to your local TD county councillors is a major thing because they're the ones that have the power to bring this to government, um, to the table, to the department, to the ministers, and highlight this to yeah. them. You know, okay. um, that's basically it. Teresa, it's lovely to talk to you, but I, I I'd like you now in National Cares Week to put out the call. <sighs> you've you've given us a good snapshot of what your life is like, yeah. but. Uh, and I've said it, I said it a few moments ago, use the airwaves. So uh, in this Carers Week, what do you think needs to be tackled immediately? You mentioned fuel poverty, you mentioned respite, you mentioned so many. Summarise it for us. Where to? Um, help us, basically. Uh, wrapping it up in a nutshell, carers are working 24-7. 
um, they are providing a service. If if my two children were in care at the moment, if they were in say in residential care, they'd be costing the state a half a million a year. Um, I'm saving the government right now millions and millions of euros looking after Pearson Cormaco. And I actually only get 400 euros a week for looking after Pearson Cormac as a carer, full-time carer to those two children. And if they were in care, I'd be costing the state 500,000 a year. So a million would be between Pearson Cormac. That's what they the, what would cost look after Pearson Cormac if they were in, in full-time care in the state. So what I'm asking is to provide us with support, support financially, Give us, give us the, the the financial supports that we need. Give us the the home support workers, the you know, um, respite services that we need. We can't do it all. You can't pour from an empty teacup. I hope you get the opportunity to, to get this little minor procedure done. It's, it's it's terrible to think that you've had to put it on hold. Yes, yeah, yeah. for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. And and I've I'm, had I'm, four different phone calls from yeah. Waterford, and I've had to put it on hold. Yeah, we've no idea. Listen, uh, I wish you well. Thank you very much. Uh, and good luck to you for the future. Take care.